welcome to the spooky succubus cast (laughs) happy halloween from all of us here at the cast it's the best time of year uh i love halloween i kind of like all holidays uh they're just a good time but i like halloween what's your favorite holiday i don't know i mean i always as much as i'm not a christian i like christmas i just like cookies uh, and like when you get up early and open presents and everyone's in their pajamas and groggy and my mom always makes like a coffee cake and muffins and shit. It's fun. I Good do time. love muffins. Uh, and coffee cake is like surprisingly easy to make, which is kind of nice about it. I mean, I'm not good at it, but that's not saying much. Um... But I just don't like dressing up. I think that's why Halloween is my favorite. Why? It's so fun. I do have, like, the world's best Halloween costume idea. I've already shared it with you. Um, Yeah, you should totally do it. I have to agree. So I have, like, it's hard because no, uh, like, characters who everyone knows look like me, like, instinctively look like me. And I'm not going to go out and, like, buy a wig. Yeah, there's no, like, easily dressed up, like, latinx little girl uh but aoc made like uh the world's worst mistake this year and wore like a really um out of touch dress to the met gala that said tax the rich so embarrassing that she did that i know it's like this is embarrassing it's not it yeah uh and yeah we're both brown uh we kind of have the same like long face structure uh, and like long brownish black hair and so my idea is to wear like uh and people told me that i don't think that i do but like just because we're both brown ladies we look alike but uh to get i don't think you look alike no uh and then have like blood coming out of my mouth and then instead of saying tax the rich i'll say eat the rich which is something i believe in anyway it's a genius 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 idea um but i and plus I am a bartender, so I work every Halloween. I don't remember the last Halloween I had. I didn't work, so. That's a drag. I was planning to be Guy Fieri. I <laughs> haven't ordered my wig yet, have made no plans oh, at all. Classic. I do this every year where I'm like, yeah, like, I've got time. I'm like, I made a plan. I'm good. The plan eventually comes to nothing because I don't <laughs> get it together. It's like so... It couldn't be more classic, you know? Right. I just, yeah, I feel like every time I've ever dressed up, I've, like, sort of regretted it. Uh, especially, like, I don't normally wear a lot of makeup, so, like, face makeup's kind of out of the question. I don't know, you know? Why is face makeup out of the question? I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Do you, but you wear, like, eye makeup, right? Yeah, but I don't wear, like, foundation or lipstick or anything. Eyeliner is kind of, that's my limit, you know? You gotta know your limits, honey. Everyone can deal with my blemishes. Same way I have to deal with them. You're just gonna have to look at them. It's probably better for your skin not to, like, cake it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have in my past, in my past lives. Haven't we all? We've all had times... Of the season, where the season was wearing cakey foundation that probably had, like, bacteria in it. That's just part of life. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of cakey foundation, what are we talking about this week? Uh, So this week we're talking about (laughs) the 2007 sort of anthology flick by friend of the pod, Michael Doherty, uh, director of Krampus. Trick or treat. A cult classic. Super uh, fun. Did Anna so Paquin fun. not appear in any movie in the early 2000s? Just asking. Yeah, I think she was all over the place. Uh, I don't... Is this pre-True Blood? Is this at the same time as True Blood? I, I'm confused. I think it's like almost like right when True Blood was starting. Mm, because I sure. remember... I remember True Blood from like my first couple of years in college. It was like the thing, you know? Everyone's watching Sexy Vampires. I don't. Are we done with sexy vampires? It's over now, right? I don't know. Honestly, the timing could be totally ripe for like a sexy vampire film to hit the, hit the, uh, you know, streets right now. I would, I would be into it. Yeah. 
I never, I as discussed, I think Interview with the Vampire is kind of it for me. That's the only as time As far I've as ever, sexy like, vampires? Ooh, yeah. I have a problem, which is that I like kind of like the Twilight movies. I know they're like so I've heard, yeah. really problematic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm all about a sexy vampire. Uh, I also never got into the like um, Robert Pattinson of it all. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I guess because I, I never watched the, Twilight, I like didn't understand. Honestly, the B characters in Twilight were kind of the hottest. Those ones. are the best ones. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is misleading because there are no vampires in this movie that we're talking about today. Yeah, no vampires. Like, man-eating were-ladies, right? Spoiler alert, okay? Spoilers. So, I... We'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. Here we go. Let's get into it. We start with uh, old 1950s Halloween footage with guidelines for trick-or-treaters, which fades in on a jack-o'-lantern in a modern neighborhood on Halloween. A woman blows out the candle in a jack-o'-lantern against her partner's urgings to keep it lit for tradition. Uh, Something watches them from across the street from behind a mask. The woman, Emma, decides to take the decorations down while her husband, Henry, goes to watch porn and not help. Why, though? Like, why, after a night of going out, is that the thing that you want to do? Maybe I'm just really lazy, but never. I'm, I would never do this, uh, but she says her mom is coming the next day, and it, maybe her mom's, like, not into Halloween or one of those, like, biblical people that are, like, you know, uh, like, think it's, like, of the devil or whatever. I don't know. It's not, it's not a convincing play, I would say. Yeah. Also, you should blow out the candle on your jack-o'-lantern before you go to sleep because of a fire So hazard. you don't burn the house down? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I've never heard that you should keep it lit. Don't keep it lit. That's how you start a fire. Like a literal, yeah, fire. There are crunchy leaves on the ground. This is Ohio. I. But also, it's not like the house is, like, lightly decorated. It is full on. There's, like, 20 bed sheets in the middle of this front lawn. Full on decorated. I know. That's a lot of work. And I mean, honestly, she was working on it for a while. And at the end of the day, it didn't really look like she did anything. She's like pulling sheets off at random. In the dark, she unplugs the light before she gets. How do you see what you're doing? There's bugs everywhere. Bugs everywhere. So, uh, yeah, as Emma's doing this, she gets a little spooked by a teenager waiting for a ride across the street, but then she, like, gets back to work, but then something attacks her from beneath one of the sheets, killing her with a sharpened Halloween lollipop, which is the cutest weapon in the world. So cute. I so cute. Love, I love Sam. Later, Henry wakes up to find the yard half deconstructed and looks for Emma uh, and he finds her mutilated body up on one of the stakes with the other decorations. Womp. Sorry, Emma. Big big lollipop in her mouth. Yeah, lollipop in her mouth. Uh, The credits roll. It's kind of a graphic novel style featuring a little burlap sack boy named Sam and other characters from the town. Little Sam. I love him so much. Apparently there is a corresponding graphic novel that came out, and I think its release corresponded with the release of Krampus. Um, I would read it. It looked good. I was like, yeah, I'm in for it. Uh, it's like the like a pretty perfect Halloween like like character. It's, so it's like emblematic fun. of the holiday. It's cute, it's scary, it's yeah. orange, it's pumpkin-y. It's orange. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got Little Kid, you've got Pajamas, you've got Candy, you've got Scarecrow. I think that would be a really good costume. Maybe I'm rethinking. All I would need is orange footy pajamas and a sack, a burlap sack. Get like a, a, yeah, like a thing. Like, oh, like a foam kind of head thing? Yeah, you could paper mache something. Maybe that's what I'll do. So niche, but real ones. so cute. Real ones. people would get it, Yeah. Only so, cool people. Only cool people. The only people we associate with. I'll probably scare the shit out of my niece and nephew, but it's time to grow his, up, kids. Button eyes, yeah. Uh, so we cut back to a busy street on Halloween, and a kid drags a dirty pillowcase full of candy down the sidewalk. Pick it up Pick it with up. your arms. Pick it up. 
The Chiron reads earlier, and we see the same street in Warren Valley, Ohio, a Halloween-loving town, apparently. Lori, played by Anna Paquin, and her friends are trying on, like, sexy baby costumes to head out to a party. (laughs) Sam... I mean, we've all done it, you know? Sam is, like, lurking. Uh, The sack boy, not to be confused with burlap sack Sam, it's the kid carrying the sack, is knocking down jack-o'-lanterns and stops at a house where he loads up on the candy left out for trick-or-treaters. But he's interrupted by the homeowner slash his school principal, Stephen Wilkins, the absolute villain of this movie. Uh, Dylan Baker, Barker, is like the poor man Steve Buscemi. He's not he's, Steve Buscemi, though, okay? Like, you stop trying. Like, you're not Steve Buscemi. Okay? He's like the Banana Republic answer to Steve Buscemi. Like, That's it's exactly not good right. enough. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't know. I'm sure he's a fine person in real life, but I just you always say that. Him, I'm like, but this fucking guy, really? I don't know. I'm I not feel entertained. Like you should assume the, the worst, worst. <laughs> of everyone, Const- like right off the bat. I do feel bad for the kid played by Brett Kelly, who's like always the like fat kid in Halloween holiday movies. Like he's the kid in. I know, I feel bad. I didn't even know what his his name was. He's, yeah, he's just like blonde, curly hair, chubby kid, you know? I don't, he's in um, that really bad movie with that guy. (laughs) What is it called? You know what it's called. Should we go to the book? The Santa Claus. No, that's not it. Um, Is it a scary movie? No, it's a comedy holiday movie. Bad Santa is what it's called. I've not seen it. He also is uh, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, Anchorman 2. Billy Bob Thornton is the name of the person who I was trying to Wow. Wow. Unfortunate for us all. Uh, Anyway, he's just like a very niche. He's got like a tiny little corner of the the movies that he. Oh, he's in the cell. I haven't seen The Cell in a long time. Cell. We should do The Cell. Yeah, we totally should. Oh, my God. I can't look at this man's filmography anymore. It's stressing me out. It's terrible. So Principal Wilkins tells Charlie that Halloween is about respecting the dead. Uh, The traditions they started were to protect them. uh, And he gives Charlie a piece of candy which is laced with arsenic, so Charlie chokes, vomits, and dies. Uh, He drags Charlie's body into the house and then goes to greet trick-or-treaters, including Sam. Wilkins gets Mm -hmm. to burying, but he's interrupted by his son, Billy. He gets back to it, and we see that there's another boy-sized mound in the grave, so he's killed two boys that we know of. I kind of love Billy, though. He's so fucking loud. I want to go to the... Fair, Dad. And I want to go to the parade. Charlie Brown's an asshole. Is like just so. It was pretty. Funny. It was pretty cute. Yeah. Uh. So where are we at? Where are we at here? Oh. Uh. The neighbor's dog starts yapping. So Wilkins throws a finger to distract it. Great way to no. totally give yourself away, bro. Don't and then, just throw evidence at a dog. I don't know. Then the neighbor, Mister Craig, comes out, played to perfection by Brian Cox. Uh, Craig retreats, but then Billy the child interrupts again because it's time to carve his jack-o'-lantern. Wilkins finishes his burial, and then he goes back into the house, but uh, is interrupted by seeing Craig crying out for help from next door, but he ignores him. In the house, he looks for Billy, and they go downstairs to carve the pumpkin. Uh, Wilkins sneaks his chef's knife off the counter first, and he pulls it over his head to stab. But then when the blow lands, it's the jack-o'-lantern, which turns out to be Charlie's head. Oh my How did they get Charlie's head upstairs so quickly? I don't know. Um, For someone who seems, like, pretty inept, he was making things happen pretty quick. Like, pretty quickly. Buried the kids really fast, yeah. I need so, help with the eyes. So spooky. It's spooky. The three trick-or-treaters that had gone to Wilkins's door then head over to teacher Mrs. Henderson's house, uh, where the other teachers from school are having a, an orgy with costumes. Love uh, a sex party, though. 
But don't invite the children. She's like, you want a drink? Like, leave the kids out of it. Don't answer the door. Like, you could accidentally commit a crime. So please just don't do that. Don't. The kids are collecting jack-o'-lanterns, and they go to Rhonda's house, who's like a local weirdo. Uh, Schrader, who's like the hot, you know, cool guy, introduces himself to Rhonda, who is neurodivergent and wears glasses. They use the R word. It's rough. It's bad. Uh, And she's like totally crushing. So back at the party downtown, a couple is making out in an alley, but it turns out to be the masked man. Wait. The masked man in the couple, who's the one half of the couple, turns out to be a vampire. (laughs) There is a vampire. There is a vampire. I forgot about this. I brought I watched the first half of this movie like four days ago and just finished it this morning. <laughs> uh, this out al- like there's so many abandoned alleys like off of this main street parade to have sex in like that alley would be full of piss and shit and garbage. People rats, in this like, town are banging. OK, they're getting it. They be fucking. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't have no. had sex in that. I wouldn't have sex in an alley. No, Um no. No. Dirty. Stinky. So the woman gets away and runs into Emma and Henry, but Henry says she's just drunk and dismisses her when he asks for help. Not a good guy, Henry. Bad. Bad. bad, Uh, The vampire finds her and eats her. And then that's kind of like that for the vampire. The kids have recruited Rhonda for their hijinks. They reach a quarry, and Macy says they're there to pay their respects to the dead. Sarah says it's the site of the Halloween school bus massacre, and Macy tells the story. The kids on the bus were, quote, drift different and troubled, end quote, kind of like, uh, and their school was miles out of town. The driver one day took a different route and took the kids to the abandoned quarry instead of their school, uh, and he was hired to do so by the kids' parents. So it almost worked, but a little Dracula child escaped his bindings, got behind the wheel trying to get himself home, actually extremely heartbreaking, uh, and drove the bus over the cliff and into the quarry. The kids Mm. were never heard from again, though the driver made it out alive, and the bus and the bodies have never been found. Macy says they're going to leave eight jack-o'-lanterns by the side of the lake t- as an offering to the eight victims. Uh, back at the party, Lori is alone. She gets a call from Danielle, her, like, hot blonde sister, to come to the party in this clearing and then sees the masked vampire from a distance and a howl is heard. Ooh. I just heard the Here's yawn. Here's the howl, yeah. I turned my yawn into a spooky noise. Uh... At the quarry, it's foggy and scary. Rhonda and Chip go down in the elevator and reach the bottom. But Macy, Chip, and Schrader, who have already gone down, are missing. Chip is too scared to leave the elevator, so Rhonda goes to look for the others. She sees the bus sticking out of the quarry and masks in the water. And when she reaches down to pick a mask up, why would you do that? Creatures rise out of the lake to chase her. She loses her glasses, which causes her to lose her balance and fall. The creatures surround her, but turn out to be Macy, Chip, Schrader, and Sarah. Schrader comforts Rhonda, who's freaking the fuck out, while the others pack up the prank. Uh, They hear voices, and Macy and Schrader hear the others scream. Schrader goes to check on it and then hears whispering voices, too. They turn around and see the spooky school bus kids approaching. They're all, like, wet and, like, you know, in a marsh and chains and, like, goop. Uh, They lose Sarah. And then at the elevator, Rhonda's inside alone and won't let them in. Good for her. Good for her. Good for Rhonda. I mean, they are children. Um, but if I were Rhonda... Macy is really mean, okay? Really mean. She's a little control freak, yeah. Rhonda's also a child, though, so do what you gotta do, girlfriend. So they beg to be let in, but she leaves them there and takes the elevator back up alone while listening to their screams. As she leaves with her little wagon full of pumpkins, Sam appears. This Sorry. is like it's a hard, it's a difficult plot because they're constantly bouncing back and forth. But. What do you think? I'm not doing a good job or something? No, you're doing a great job. God. Val- validate me. Lori <laughs> <laughs> is walking to the party and clearing and senses somebody behind her. It's the vampire who <gasps> comes up to her to bite her, uh, and then a kerfuffle is heard. 
At the party, the vampire is thrown through the trees wrapped in Lori's cape, followed by Lori. Maria, one of the friends, unmasks the vampire, and it turns out to be Stephen Wilkins. And his teeth are fake. He's not a real vampire. I mean, those are some good fake teeth, like custom made. I was convinced. So what gets overshadowed here while um, other events are happening is that Stephen Wilkins is a child murderer and a sexual predator. So just confirming. He's got a lot going on. How do you also uh, be the principal of a school? Like, aren't you tired? I don't understand. Yeah. When do you sleep, sir? Uh, So Maria says to Stephen that she's glad he's Lori's first. Throughout the rest of the party, other half-eaten men are kind of, like, lounging. Lori Mm. returns to Stephen and straddles him, and then all the women shed their lady skin suits and transform into werewolves, eating their dates. And then Sam appears. Love it. The Chiron then reads earlier again. You can't Uh, go back to earlier. Like, you've already done earlier. You had to do, like, a little bit later or something. This is the second time we've seen... Earlier. Are you telling me? I didn't make. No, this I'm movie. telling the. I'm telling Mister. I kind of. I kind of like that it bounces back and forth. But you have to, you can't go earlier and then earlier again. I don't know. That was my. T- that's my two cents. Well, it's like you go earlier and then you catch up with yourself and then you go back and catch up with yourself again, right? Yeah. So. The Chiron reads earlier, uh, trick-or-treaters <laughs> approach a dark and spooky home, and a wheezing figure with glowing eyes opens the door and scares the kids away. It's just Mr. Krieg, the neighbor, who is the wheezing guy, and then the Halloween doggy Spite is dressed up with, like, glowy eyes. It's super cute. So cute. Back inside, uh, Krieg burns old photographs and eats the candy that he stole from the trick-or-treaters. He hears some noises, and Spite is chewing on something in the front yard. Uh, and then we see the earlier scene with Stephen Wilkins play out. Krieg heads back into the house and bolts himself in, and Spite is just, like, kind of freaked out and is barking. So Krieg goes back outside to find the whole yard has been covered in jack-o'-lanterns. <gasps> Krieg is freaked out and grabs his gun. Upstairs, Spite yelps and goes silent. Poor Spite. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I hope he's just like, I don't know, taking shut a nap in the closet or something. Krieg creeps along to a back bedroom where he sees something moving in the bed. It's like a mechanical skeleton hand, and then the room lights up from a jack o' lantern that's on fire. And trick or treat is written all over the walls in blood. Mm. Someone cuts Krieg's Achilles ah from under the bed, and it's Sam. Krieg shoots, but Sam disappears, and the room goes dark. Krieg runs, but falls down and finds the floor littered with candy and broken glass. It's like the cutest little villain ever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Dropping gumballs. Uh, His hands are all, like, shredded from the glass as he tries to unbolt the door and get out. But Sam drops down on his head (laughs) as he's trying to do that. (laughs) This scene... Okay, so the... The scene between the two of them, the person in the Sam costume was an actual eight-year-old stunt person. That's so funny. And then the stunt person playing Brian Cox's character, Mr. Krieg, was a woman, like, in a wig. I was like, this is the wildest. I'm glad these stunt people are getting jobs, but, like, did you have to use a real child? Like, is this legal? I don't know. (laughs) The stunts don't look really that safe for a literal child, but okay. Mm -mm. Uh, so Sam keeps, like, attacking him, and Krieg manages to pull Sam's little burlap mask off, revealing a demonic pumpkin head, which is also really cute. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, kind of sharp, like, has some sharp angles, but it's still, like, rounded in parts. Yeah. It's so cute. Krieg shoots Sam, and he flies across the room, which was the fucking... Pew! (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like still for a minute. He shoots a couple more times, revealing that Sam is pretty much entirely made out of pumpkin. Like his <laughs> pumpkin the, arm like, flies up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sam's mis- dismembered pumpkin hand stabs Krieg, and Sam wakes up and like puts himself back together. 
Uh, he finishes, goes to finish Krieg off, but ends up stabbing the chocolate bar sitting on Mr. Krieg's lap, and then he takes a little bite and heads out. <laughs> He's like, like, okay. I've been satisfied. <laughs> yum, yum. And then leaves. The photographs burning in the fireplace reveal that Mr. Creek is the bus driver from the Halloween school bus massacre. Also, like, why are you waiting for this particular year to burn the photographs? I don't know. Maybe it's, was it 20 years ago, 25 years ago or something? I think it was like this is the, 40 years ago. <laughs> this is the 50th anniversary of... Later, Krieg hands out candy to trick-or-treaters and sees Billy handing out candy. Oh, we see Billy handing out candy in his dad's shirt. Rhonda returns with her pumpkin wagon and the werewolf ladies drive away and Sam watches everyone. Across the street, Emma blows out the jack-o'-lantern from the beginning of the movie as Sam watches. And Mr. Krieg retreats inside, but then there's a knock at his door. And wouldn't you know it, it's the bus victim Swamp creatures come for their vengeance. Swamp and that's, kids. Swamp kids, and that's the end. Wow. So uh, fun. I love it's this really movie. Fun. Uh, it has its problems, sure, but it's a fun movie. I really like it. Yeah, so obviously we have the fat phobia we see with Charlie, who's in the movie for like 45 seconds and has his like diabetes referenced and of course has to be like constantly shoving his face with chocolate and of course has to get murdered. And he like vomits chocolate. Yeah, he's only played for laughs. I don't even think he has a line. Like he doesn't say anything. No, I don't think he says anything. And like he has no friends. He's all by himself. He's like a little like fucking curmudgeon kicking over the pumpkins and yeah the vomiting scene which would have been like a pretty traumatic experience for a tiny child body exactly is just like played for laughs uh but yeah because he's fat he's not a real kid like he's you know his life doesn't matter although this movie doesn't really care about murdering children clearly like true why did it have to be a fat kid though how is right. the like? How is the effect different if it's just like a straight sized child? Not right. that. How is like, the effect different if like Billy wasn't a straight sized kid? And you know, like why yeah. is it? It's just so you can make fun of a like grotesque child and like sort of laugh at their death because they're not like a sweet cherubic angel face baby. They're a disgusting fat lump lard. Right, and he's like, yeah, he's got really really blonde hair and he's really pale. I don't know. It's a problem. And he's the only he's the only fat person in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Uh and the so what do you you want to talk about the ableism? It's I guess we should. Well, we can start with Rhonda who is oh my um mocked and a really like first of all, it's an elaborate prank and we have to give props to Macy. Good prank. But why are you playing it on Rhonda and not, like, one of your friends? Like, just because she's neurodivergent and wears glasses? And they call Can't her... Can't you play it on Schrader or something? Like, why? Yeah. Or Chip, your other, like, loser fat Loser kid. friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess Chip. I forgot about Chip. Isn't it easy? Uh, they call... Do... So they call Rhonda an idiot savant, which I don't know if that's, like terminology that we use i think savant is still a thing but okay i'm gonna look it up Uh, another thing we didn't look up before we started (laughs) i don't understand yeah like she seems fine it just seems like she wears glasses like and maybe she's a little awkward aren't we all yeah i don't i don't get it and it's not like Macy's only hanging out with cool kids. Like, I think you're supposed to understand, like, a subtext of her and Trader being together. But, like, Chip seems like a loser. Her other friend has headgear. Like, I don't know. Okay, so, yeah, we definitely do not say autistic savant or idiot savant anymore. Mm, uh, I think, right. I don't know if savant is still... Yeah, the old expression is idiot savant. It's imprecise and pejorative and was replaced with autistic savant, uh, mm. which is still not... I don't like that. Not good. Um, yeah, so I think we would describe Rhonda, if she is autistic, as autistic. 
or just neurodivergent. But idiot right. savant, Ash uh, is officially retired and probably shouldn't have even been used in this movie. <laughs> it like wasn't it a current term then. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that long ago. So yeah, super ableist. And they use the R word, which is like repulsive. I can't even like listen to it without my skin crawling. It's like absolutely uh, foul. People still use that word to this day. Just stop it. Don't do it. Bad. It's bad. I don't Yeah, it's people. it's a it's a slur. Like uh, no, I would like not if someone used that word, I'd be like, I think you need to tell me why you thought that was okay. Or I have to like reevaluate my relationship to you. Like, ew, what the yeah. fuck? Um it's the school bus kids, our poor school bus children. Uh God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Spooky uh, sneeze. Ooh, <laughs> uh, so like not that long ago. If this is, yeah, current day, Brian Cox's Mr. Kriegs is what, like, supposed to be in his 60s? 60s, yeah. So I think we can presume he was, like, in his 20s or 30s when he did this. And so he was essentially paid off by parents that were exhausted and embarrassed to disappear their children, which I haven't done any research on if that's a real thing, but people definitely institutionalize children, like, for their entire life to just not have to deal with them. So, yeah, the the stigma around uh, mental health issues, neurodiversities in the 60s, um, we, we would hope is a lot different from now. But, yeah, it was a lot, like, pretty regular to institutionalize your children, um, if that were the case. And the uh, – so the Halloween costumes that the children are wearing are based on Diane Arbus photos, uh, her last series – between 1969 and 71, mm-hmm. where she uh, stayed at residence for people with developmental diversities um, and took photos, and some of them were, like, homemade costumes. I have seen those, yeah. So that's what the, like, these costumes were um, were modeled after. But Diane Arbus is also, like, she came from a wealthy elite family in New York. Yeah, and, no, like, Diane Arbus was is othering like, all. She used to like, yeah, she did a lot of like quote freak show stuff, um, like she's uh, like well known series. Yeah, she's as like being loves to other people. Yeah, um, especially so, like extremely classist. Like a lot of yeah. photos of people in like rural areas. Yeah, problem, problem. For but sure. these photos didn't really come out until the 90s after she had taken her own life um, and her daughter or child, I'm not sure, daughter, son, but her child uh, then had them and they like hang in David's Weiner's gallery now, but gross, disgusting. Anyway, um, but that's what these costumes were made after. And all of the actors who are playing the children were played by uh, actors with neurodiversities or physical injuries. And it, they quote had a great time from the okay, commentary. Also, that is like deranged. Equating uh-huh. like a temporary physical injury that goes away. Like, I'm sorry, you broke your ankle. It's not going to be that way forever. Yeah, I'm with confused l- about exactly because that, <laughs> that this claim came from a commentary done by Michael Doherty. So he said in the commentary that all of the actors were played by people with, uh, he didn't say neurodiversities, but, you know. It's yeah, I think the he same said thing mental as, Mental like, disabilities or physical injuries, yeah. Like, what does that mean? What is a physical injury? Excuse me, I don't think I can let this Confused. lie. Like, like I'm, I'm saying, like, if you have a broken arm, that's not the same thing as being neurodivergent, right. and it's very irresponsible to equate them. Or um, it's also like it's not that different from the fact that like little people were cast in Wizard of Oz and just because they were represented doesn't mean they were treated fairly or respectfully. Like right. it's well known that they were like abused on that set and like and exploited. Yeah. Like exploiting uh, children with autism and other neurodivergencies is like not the move and not something especially I don't know when if they were children, but they were, act- they were I don't actors. Think they were actors, yeah. But, I mean, also, like, the added kind of slap in the face of casting 
like neurodivergent actors and then saying like you're actually like going to be coded as so repulsive that we're not even going to show your face you have to be in costume like not visible the entire time like this is nastier than I thought it was actually right (laughs) I also think like I think because they get their revenge their quote revenge at the end by killing this bus driver wouldn't really maybe take revenge on your parents but um because they like are seen as like taking retribution for that they're like heralding them but also at the same time yeah we don't see their face they're not humanized if anything they are further othered by then becoming these like swamp children covered in chains yeah and and they don't ever get like now like you see with the little dracula that his mask has like become like the structure of his face in his his like swampy afterlife yeah like they don't get to like reclaim any part of their identity they just this like selfhood is replaced by vengeance against bus driver and wearing like these weird masks and yeah they're monsters literal monsters now uh so bad it it'd be bad all around it's not great Uh, and even just like fashioning their costumes after diane arbus's it's like kind of like minstrel showy yeah Uh, i don't like it no it's bad fuck diane arbus Truly. Uh, but the they shot this in Vancouver, which I guess has a parade every Halloween called the Parade of Lost Souls in the street that looks a lot like this parade, and I kind of want to go to it. It looks, it looks like fun. a really fun party. Uh, yeah, so poor Emma. This movie is also pretty misogynist. She mm. is... Um, poor, I feel bad. She doesn't get a good rap. She's murdered <laughs> while doing housework. Whilst her husband watches porn. And then at the end of the movie, she like Sam's attention shifts from Mr. Krieg, who's a literal child murderer Mm -hmm. uh, and bad person. And he like leaves Mr. Krieg, gives Mr. Krieg another chance. uh, And then I think he only leaves Mr. Krieg so that the children can murder him. I think he knows the children are coming. Oh, that's true. He's got his finger on the Halloween pulse. But there is, like, that dichotomy of, like, okay, Mr. Krieg is cool. Um, I did my thing. Now I'm going to actually murder this lady for blowing a jack-o'-lantern out when I, like, kind of just, like, let it go for this child murderer. I was like, Mm. "Eh, I don't know, guys. Oh, yeah. What did Emma really do except for, like, not want to disappoint her mom? But she, Uh, she participated in Halloween. She dressed up as a robot. She was a, it was an elaborate costume. Their decorations were significant. Yeah. It also seems like she's, yeah, she's supposed to be a shrew because, like, she doesn't really want to have sex. She wants to take down her Halloween costume. She's not wearing a sexy costume like our werewolf ladies. She's, like, wearing a box. So she's, like... I liked it. I would have worn it. <laughs> I would have worn that box, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's, like, seen as, like, this shrew who deserves death because uh, she's not fun enough. I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, her and her boyfriend's like, or her husband is like a fun, you know, cool guy, uh, happy-go-lucky, you know, chill. Everybody likes him. But I'm like, he heard his wife getting murdered and he thought it was a sexy porn scream, so he just didn't worry about it. He just fell back asleep. That's not cute. I don't know. I also like the treatment of our wear ladies is like the first time we're introduced to them, they're in a changing room. It's sexy death. This when women like when women in horror films have like are motivated by like violence or murder. It's it always just has to be sexy. They always yeah, have to do it in like a sexy sex. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, these ladies are a perfect example of that. The. Only person of color in this movie is one of the wear ladies. She gets maybe four lines. Um, and she's hypersexualized because super it's sexualized. Mentioned that she like has been with a woman like her last kill or like whatever at the last party was female and she's like she had a nice ass, so she's kind of like, yeah, broken down to uh her primal kind of urges. And her name is Maria, which is like uncreative. And losery. Sorry if your name's Maria. Uh, I like the name Maria. The... I'm just saying, like, it's the most obvious name to give 
a character of color, I think. Like, it's palatable for white people, it's but like, it's still, like, has a put little, it wherever. like, flair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she's played by Rochelle Atis. Um, who I know from White Chicks. That's where I know this actor from. Oh my gosh. The... I have never seen White Chicks. Oh my god. I could quote every line of that movie. You know who it's it... bad? I understand no. it's bad. But, you know who um... love loves White Chicks? Listener of the pod, Patreon patron, Audrey Williams. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh my god, Audrey, give me a call. Let's watch White Chicks together. <laughs> I love, I like, we all watched it in, when it came out when I was like in junior high, I think, and me and my friends were like obsessed with it. I always love the Wayans Brothers, like, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Like, I, can't, I, I love the Wayans Brothers, always have, always yeah. will. Uh, it's like really problematic, but like, they're black creators, at least, at the very least. But anyway, that's where she's from. That's how I know her. Uh... Also, did you ever watch Dead Like Me? Yeah. That Macy is Reggie, the little sister, and Dead Like Me. I was like, where do I know this girl from? Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so the sexy werewolf. I love Mandy Patinkin. Love him. Don't even tell me. I love that man so much. I would do no wrong. I would die for him. Die for Mandy Patinkin. I feel bad. Uh, He apparently left Criminal Minds because he was like, I was like, having nightmares it was like horrifying to be yeah. on the set he's like mandy I'm a sensitive boy i cannot have you seen his cooking videos on tiktok man no i love I'm, him so much too. oh my god mandy patinkin and the tooch are my like dream boat they older, live in the same. older guys yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah so the sexy vampire ladies like they have to like you don't have to straddle someone to kill them, just to confirm. I mean, maybe it helps, but... Uh, and the undressing, like, transforming scene is so So long. gratuitously long. And, and yeah, the like, angles and the lingering on the boobs. And, and just, the, like, how much gyrating there was. I was like, this just this doesn't feel realistic, like, if you're transforming into a werewolf. Unless it is an orgasmic experience, but... Would it would like imagine how that scene would have looked if it was a bunch of male werewolves preying on women? Like, why do women have to be like either like sexually motivated murder sluts or Mm -hmm. like frigid fucking Emma who wears like a big boxy costume and blows out a jack o' lantern? Like these, this is not like the entire spectrum of how women behave. Michael Doherty. I mean, right? Yeah, the we. Uh, women have multitudes, but uh, I do like the fact that they're like using their sexuality to lure dumb men to their death. But also, and I'm like, happy Stephen Wilkins died for sure. Yeah, Dylan Baker has was on my screen for far too long. Anyway, but, it was a lot uh, of his face, and I don't like his face at all <laughs> because I wanted to be Steve Buscemi, and it's I'm like where's not. Steve Buscemi? Yeah, exactly. Um, but. I forgot what it was to say. Oh, they lure like the Cinderella. Uh, it's a uh, Anna Paquin's sister. Ooh, I forgot her name. name I want to say like Diane something. or something. Uh, Dee Dee. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, her name is in the Sarah. movie Danielle. Kate. Danielle. She lures like the first guy she sees, which is the horny like costume clerk. Is like, what is this? clerk doing to you except for like being horny on Halloween like that's not a crime yeah at least Stephen Wilkins is like a horrible man that deserves to die also it's kind of weird we didn't get like a werewolf face off with the real vampire who just had like his little brief interlude and then disappeared he that was Stephen Wilkins he's the real vampire yeah those were his fake teeth he was murdered no but he murdered that lady yeah Oh, I thought it was like. Oh, am I stupid? <laughs> that he was. The, it's because you watched it in two parts over like five days. That must but yeah, have been he's, what it is. He's the vampire in the alley who murdered the. the Why first is woman. he so into murdering people? He loves murder. Oh my I god! Don't know, what is he doing with the boys' bodies in the yard? It felt really predatory. Um, uh yeah. Also, 
I don't know. It just feels like, I mean, I guess it's like kind of fun that if he feels so unhinged and like has these, all these different plot lines, but I just wish he's in berserker mode. He's in berserker mode, but it's like, he's just so hard to look at. I wish it had been actually Steve Buscemi in berserker mode. Right. He would have brought like a sort of gravitas to the, uh, to the role, I think. But yes, uh, we're all about gravitas here. (laughs) I love Steve Buscemi. I don't know. Uh, he's great, but I think, I forgot what I was going to say, but I think that, uh, it could have probably been handled better. It does feel really male gazy, especially because we know that writer, director, producer, Michael Doherty had his little pause on everything. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, he was just like sexualizing women. But it's also... Under such... the guys that they were sexualizing themselves. Exactly. Like, like they're false. having they're having agency and like sexualizing themselves and this is like fulfilling which for them. Wrong. Which isn't like, bad, but it is wrong when it's filtered through the male gaze and this kind gaze. of like really, really reductive kind of like filter, you know. Because, uh, yeah, I stand a slut. I I love sluts. Yeah, totally. Uh, be as slutty as you want on Halloween. Don't be as slutty as you want on Halloween. But also, but like, like, they say Lori's meh. 22 and she's never kill- eaten a man. Or, like, I don't know. They were like, she's a 22-year-old virgin. I don't know if that's a sex virgin or a man-eating or virgin. Or a murder virgin. I think it's a murder virgin. But also, like, she's not really free to, into like... It. F- she's not into it. She's not, like, free to forge her own path because she's relegated to this, like, sexy death baby thing that her like sister and friends are doing so even though you see like a female character that has more like multitudes and like sort of resists the model that she's being forced into she like definitely succumbs in the end and isn't it's like we just get to follow her journey to like not making a decision for herself you know (laughs) Yeah. It would have been cool if she killed that, like, her victim in a non-sexy way or, like, a d- took a different tack, you know? But right, she didn't she feel also like kills, sexy. Yeah, she also kills her assaulter, too, which, like, is sort of just glossed over, you know? Right, he was trying to, to sex murder her. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that both of the... I, I, I didn't realize this, and maybe because they had such minor roles, but I think both of the friends... Of the sister werewolves are women of color. Yeah, I think the other woman is like um, played by South Asian or something. She looks Monica Delane. It could be Monica, like, but I don't know. It's M O N E C A. Oh, but anyway, that's a pretty name. Uh, who knows? They don't give them any any backstory or character. No, it, they so obviously we'll like the sort of like main dynamic of the werewolf ladies hinges on this like the big sisters. the white sisters this like big sister little sister dynamic and the like BIPOC women are there just to like be filler like sexy, sexy. slut filler <laughs> yeah uh I do love a big sister little sister dynamic is this raw again uh, I don't know but it did uh, kind of have that vibe yeah I think I mean it's cool to see like a sisterhood where like, they are not prey. They're predators. And, like, mm-hmm. to see them sort of, like, moving through space knowing that they're, like, safe and that they, um, you know, are in control of the situation. But it could have been done better. Uh, the little boy who is looking at them through the changing room doors and listening to their sexy conversation. Oh, it's Sam, isn't it? It's played by Quinn Lord, who also played Sam. Oh, I love Sam so much. Okay, now I'm like kind of stuck on this Sam thing for my Halloween costume. Do it, do it. Um, (gasps) We could make a TikTok about it. Anyway. Okay. Hey. Father, Uh, forgive me. I'm just briefly going to Amazon to see if I can get orange footy pajamas there. (laughs) You could. Uh, What else is there to talk about in this movie? Well, I would like to mention the nod to Halloween because the Warren Valley, Ohio is very like Haddonfield, Illinois, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, And then Lori, of course, is named after Lori Strode, which is cute. 
There are a few, like, there, I mean, it's a horror comedy, uh, and there are a lot of nods to previous horror movies. There's the You Gotta Be Fucking Kidding Me from The Thing. Um, yeah, and apparently uh, Mr. Krieg's appearance is modeled off of John Carpenter, so that's kind so of strange. weird. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what John Carpenter looks like. Uh, the gumball down the stairs is uh, from The Changeling. Which is one of my, mo- oh, it's my mom's favorite horror. You know, movie. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but um, it really, I I don't really remember it, but it really freaked her out. Yeah. Uh, and there was another one that I was thinking about that now I can't remember. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, like Halloween with the like the sheets, of course, white sheets in a horror movie. Always Oldest trick in the book. We were just talking about this last week. With uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, just after. like the sheet amusement park, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it's scary. I don't know who has that many white sheets just lying around in their house. How much bleach do you go through? I don't know. Uh, I don't think I have not a white sheet lying around here, but we can't all be Emma. Never heard of her. <laughs> just kidding uh yeah i mean i think i'm out of out of intel i'm you out want of to talk about some of this trivia uh i've been sprinkling it here and there you know yeah yeah uh, the school bus kids the pranking school bus kids were supposed to be named after charlie brown characters because you know like great pumpkin charlie brown but then yeah. the studio was like no that's too on the nose i mean is it like who would have I even noticed? Have yeah, because we have because uh, it's like Lucy and Sally. I think are one of the names. Um, I guess Charlie, right? What's his name? It's Charlie, right? The no, it's Chip. Chip. I mean, the, I feel like that's like the same name, kind of. Might as well be Charlie. Uh, the so Michael Doherty wrote the Mr. Wilkinson's character specifically for Dylan Baker. So we have who's, him to blame. Who's sitting at home thinking about this guy? Like, oh my God, I love <laughs> Dylan Baker. I guess after he saw Happiness, which is uh, one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. Have you I ever just seen for, that? No, I don't think so. What's uh, it about? I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember being really unsettled by it. It has um, fucking, you know, that fucking guy in it. <laughs> Can I never think what? of What? Okay. Happiness him? movie. We're, we got this. Okay. It's, uh, so it's, you remember like early 2000s is like sort of like indie, unsettling, creepy, How have charming. I never seen this movie? It looks good. So it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, there we are. And John Lovitz, uh, and then Laura Flynn Boyle, hell yeah, Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I forgot there is one more thing we have to mention, which is that the producer of this movie, Brian Singer, Mm. is not a convicted sex offender, but an accused alleged sex offender who has a penchant for preying on underage boys. Uh, he's been accused by multiple actors, like child actors that he's worked with, that he's been forced into like sexual positions and situations with them. Uh, and also he has, it's like been confirmed by sources that he's had sex parties with underage boys, uh, Ugh. like an extras from different shoots. So he's an absolute trash can of a man. So we can't, um, you know, end this episode without shouting out that he's garbage. So garbage guy. Disgusting. Uh, and I'm sure he's still working. In the I, as far as I know, because, um, one way or another, charges have always gotten dropped or dismissed. I don't know if people are getting, like, settlements out of court or are being, like, pressured into dismissing charges, but I don't think he's actually gone to trial at any point for any of these accusations. And they're all, like, basically just chalked up to being hearsay. But, I mean, that's, like, the thing is, if five underage boys accuse you of, like, making inappropriate advances against them even if you're all like not telling the whole truth or like you know 
you know, not, like, wrongfully accusing this guy, something's fucking wrong if, like, people are repeatedly coming forward and saying, like, shit went down. So I would also just, like, rather believe, wrongly believe a victim than wrongly believe an abuser. So... I I stand by them. Poor boys. I hope they're okay. I hope they're okay, too. So we'll start off our conclusion by saying, fuck Brian Singer, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, fuck ableism. Fuck, fuck the men in Hollywood who prey on children. Because Honestly, there's lots of them. Sorry, uh, Dylan Baker, everywhere. but, like, fuck you. I don't like your fucking face. Fuck Dylan Baker. Okay? I just... <laughs> What if he's like a perfectly like humble, charming person? Prove to me that he's prove to me that he's that, and I will officially rescind what I just said. But he's starting at zero, and because he's not Steve Buscemi, and I'm just associating him with the like child murderer from this movie now. Oh, uh, don't murder anyone! Don't murder! Please don't. We know Halloween is exciting, but just keep it in your murder pants. Don't murder. Um. But, I mean, like, eat the rich, but, I mean, don't murder. Okay, I'm going to say definitely eat the rich. Maybe just vandalize their homes. Steal (laughs) from them. But, like, do it sneaky and don't do anything that you'll have to be incarcerated for. Okay? Yeah. Or don't get caught. Uh, Or don't get don't okay, just wink, wink to confirm. Wink, wink. Our official position on murder. <laughs> Spooky succubus cast position. is we don't endorse it. <laughs> oh man, I know it's a controversial thing to say, but we. Don't I know, endorse right? Murder. But we don't endorse murder. Don't. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so definitely fuck misogyny. Uh, if your wife is doing like a really annoying chore. And says, like, I'm good. Just fucking help her. Even if she is good, just, like, if your partner's doing something annoying, just help them. Yeah. What's Uh, the big deal? Right. Would you want to do it by yourself? No, No. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything ever at all. Uh, There was this interesting, what is it? TikTok that I was watching uh, about, like, 1950s housewives um, and this like historian was talking about uh, the rise of methamphetamines and how most housewives were on them. Uh, And then the legislation around it changed in the 80s with like the war on drugs. Um, And then diet pills came to rise because a lot of those women gained a lot of weight, which of course is unacceptable. And that, you know, it's just like such a cycle because how did 1950s, 1960s housewives get all of the shit they had to do done in a day? I can't even like send an email. I don't know. Like they were like really scrubbing shit with like, lie and stuff like good lord you know canning sauces and making pies and hand washing the laundry i i don't understand it yeah disgusting uh it's because they were on drugs so thanks for drugs drugs we appreciate you uh we also don't endorse i mean i don't maybe endorse drugs i don't no no, I mean, it depends on the drug. I just think you like, you know, we're a 420 friendly podcast, but either through like laziness or, you know, whatever we, um, you know, I don't really know that much about other drugs. I'm a good girl. Uh, I'm just uh, through, you know, trial and error. I'm not a good drug taker. I uh, never have been. I don't. I'm not good at it. It just doesn't deal well with my own mental health problems. So. Yeah, right. I got enough going on over here, but uh, don't we all? Yeah, yeah, don't we all? Anyway, if you need help uh, with you know addiction problems or anything, I don't know who to call. But um, shit, me neither. I don't know. We'll post it or something. Well, how did we get here? What's going know. on? We're down yeah. a spiral. I just like I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Are you okay? I've got the SAMHSA National Hotline. Oh, that pops up every time I Google a question about my depression. (laughs) 
Like, uh, intrusive can... thought. I stabbed myself in the heart. They're like, please call someone. <laughs> uh, the number is 1-800-662-4357. There we go. Uh, please don't stab yourself in the heart. I won't. Okay. And on that note, where can you find us? At spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram. On Patreon, we're at patreon.com slash spooky succubus cast. And we are picking up on the bonus con. So if you're in for some sweet, sweet tent, some sweet, sweet content, head over there because we covered, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the 47th worst horror movie ever made, Ghost Ship. And it was kind of fun. Coming up, uh, I think just two days from now, because I think this episode will be dropping on the 29th. So on hot drop. drop, So on Sunday, the 31st, we'll have a little special surprise hitting the feed, which is a little mini sode on Hocus Pocus, Rebecca's first viewing. So, yeah, find us on Instagram, message us. You can email us if you want, I guess. It's SpookySucubusCast at gmail.com. I haven't checked it in, like, three months. Has anything gone on in there? Not a whole lot, but if you do, we'll find you, you know? Yeah, we'll check it. Just, I'll be there. there. All right, we love y'all. Okay, love you, thanks. Bye. Bye.